Hey there, and thanks for joining us today on Hey Talk by Massey Ferguson. My name is Matt LaCroix with Massey Ferguson and Heston by Massey Ferguson. And I'm Jessica Williamson, Livestock and Forage Manager with Agco. We're here to help you get the best hay possible, and this season on Hay Talk, we're diving even deeper, looking into how you can maximize your output, get the most from your equipment, and more. Today, we're going to continue our chat that we started in uh, episode one of uh, Round Bell Silage. Uh, we're doing, you know, digging deep into everything Round Bell Silage, and uh, we're going even more in-depth today to look at uh, forest quality labor savings. Uh, we talked about the Massey Ferguson Silage Round Bell, the RB series last episode. This episode, we're going to look at the ProTech, which is a Baylor wrapper combo, as well as some efficiencies and quality of life changes that you can make happen on your operation, right? So stick with us after the break, and we'll get into more depth with silage round bailing. So Matt, tell us a little bit about the ProTech baler. Um, I know that you gave us a, a rundown of the RB series that we have in the last episode, but tell us a little bit about the ProTech baler and uh, the differences. Yeah, thanks, Jessica. Uh, so our ProTech baler, as we call it, it is a baler wrapper combo, and it was purpose built. So we did not just take the RB series and drop it onto a frame. Um, it's all made in house. The frame and chassis is all purpose-built to be a silage uh, wrapper combination. So it, the front chamber and everything is very similar, uh, comes down the same line with our RB series, so it's very heavy, uh, it's robust, has all the bells and whistles and features that you're used to with the RB series, but it also has the wrapper on the back. And the really cool thing is um, it's all ISOBUS controlled. So once you set it up, the process takes care of itself when you're going through the field. So it makes the round bale, it will Put net wrap on the round bell to hold it together, obviously. Don't use as much because it's not going to be uh, having to be stored out in the field, obviously. So it moves from the chamber over to the wrapping table. The chamber closes. You can continue bailing, making your next bail as that wrapping station takes care of itself. Uh, some really neat features on the wrapping station is it's got a side hill mode. So if you're on a little bit of a side hill and you've got that transition from the bell coming from the chamber back to the wrapping station, uh, there's less chance of it falling off because sometimes if you're on the side of the hill, there's there's an opportunity there. So it does have a tilting mechanism that kind of kind of uh, negates that problem. And really cool thing about the wrapping station is how fast it works. It's uh, usually about 38 seconds at the most to to wrap the bell properly. Uh, you have different options in there that you can change it depending on how much stretch you want to get in that plastic film. And you can use different film sizes too. So when you go out to your local uh, Agco dealer, you'll see different film sizes and you make sure you get the right one for your, your operation and also get the, your local Massey Ferguson dealer to set you up with how much stretch you need to put on that film as well. Yeah, absolutely. And in the last episode, we talked a little bit about um, wrapping the bales and in that ideal moisture range. Uh, one thing that I should have said then, but I'll say it now, 
Um, previous research has shown us that we need at least a six mil thickness on the external portion of that bale to exclude oxygen if we're within that ideal moisture range. So we talked a little bit um, last time that ideally we would like to have that bale in that 45 to 60% moisture range. Um, so if we're within that range, we want at least a six mil thickness of film on the outside of that bale. Um, so if we're using a one mil thick uh, plastic, then we want at least six wraps. Um, if we're at one and a half mil thickness, then we can reduce it down to four wraps. Either way, <clears throat> making sure that we at least have um, a minimum of that six mil thickness, eight would be even better, um, we can make sure that we're excluding that oxygen as best as possible. And our, our ProTech baler will do that for you. Yeah, some people that are, that are new to... Um paint a day silage bedling and stuff might have a little sticker shock when they first look at that but the way i see it is you know pay me now or pay me later type thing so how much loss are you going to have by not doing the proper steps to to get to your end result right yeah um, absolutely so yes yeah, so that's one thing i want to talk about today i just mentioned this is hay in a day right so forage quality hay in a day what's that look like um what do um the farmers out there that are listening what do they need to be looking for if they're new to this operation. Mm -hmm. So in order to, to optimize or to ensure that we're getting that hay in a day, first and foremost, if we track all the way back to our episode one that we talked about, um, we're going to make sure that we have as wide of a swath as possible. That's going to help us to make sure that we can get that crop dried down to the ideal moisture, that 45 to 60% range, if we're talking about round bale silage, as quickly as possible. So if we're going to dry it down from an 80% moisture to a 55% moisture in a day, we need to make sure that we are potentially conditioning. If we have a conditioner available, or especially if we're in a legume crop that has a little bit larger of a stem circumference than what some of our grasses might have. Um, and we want to make sure that we lay that swath wide and flat so that we can allow that solar energy to dry down that crop as quickly as possible. Um, oftentimes, at least in my neck of the woods, so uh, I live in southern Pennsylvania, uh, it's necessary to ted that crop at least once throughout the day if we're going to get that dry down that we need in order to bale it within that same day. Um, definitely not necessary at all times of the year and especially not necessary in all geographic locations because I know a lot of places in the world have a lot less humidity and a lot more solar power than we do um, up here in the Northeast. But um, if that's really our goal is to bale that crop within um, daylight to daylight period, um, we need to make sure that we're getting that ideal moisture as quickly as possible so that's another thing looking at like hay in a day type thing as well you could also look at over a 24-hour period instead mm -hmm. of just you know cutting today and cutting tomorrow so what i like to do sometimes is cut around that two to four o'clock range depending on how much crop you have to cut obviously and the bell around that same time the next day right before the dew starts kicking in right if so at that point you're catching a lot more sugar 
um, because of the time of cut and then you're capturing it right before that dew hits in. So that's another way to look at it. And, uh, you know, that's awesome. So another thing to look at and think about, we're talking silage. Let's talk about length of cut, right? So um, sizing your crop properly and, and what that looks like but for the for the end results for your cattle, for feeding, for uh, does it affect dry down at all? So can you talk to us about that? Sure. So, um, well, first of all, Matt, why don't you tell us about the knife options that are available within the ProTech baler? And then I can talk to you a little bit about uh, what's going to happen within that rumen with the length of cut of the silage. Yeah. So if you don't run any of the knives, obviously you do no chopping. You're not sizing the crop at all. If you run either knife bank uh, independently, so eight knives or nine knives, uh, you're going to probably be looking at a four and a half, five and a half inch cut somewhere in there, maybe up, up to six inches, depending on how much crop material you're putting through there. If you run all 17 knives, you're going to get somewhere around a 2.6 to 3.5 inch size in there. And, um, you know, one thing to take in mind in consideration, because I know what you're going to say, that's where we want to be. And that's a better, better option for uh, feeding. But keep in mind, you're going to uh, dull your knives faster when you do that. You're going to burn more fuel um, and, and you could be bailing a little bit slower, putting drag on your tractor because it does. When you engage all 17 of those knives, it's going to put more drag in your tractor. So, yes, you can use that baler at 130 uh, with a 130 horsepower tractor, but when you start engaging those knives, you need to jump up to 150, 160, maybe even 175 if you're in some hills in Pennsylvania, maybe. So, yeah. So, how's that work out? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, it's really important that you're you're analyzing the type of crop that you're in, just like you just said, but also the stage of maturity. So, typically, if we have a much more mature crop, um, like say if we're in first cutting orchard grass, for example, and say that it's gotten uh, pretty ripe and pretty rank, and um, we know that we probably should have harvested this about three weeks ago, ideally, um, we can actually reduce that length of cut on that crop. So a good rule of thumb is the poorer quality that crop is going to be the shorter the length of cut we want. And the whole idea behind that is we want those ruminal microbes to have as much surface area of that crop available as possible. So the smaller the length of cut, the smaller the particle size um, of that crop, the better the overall uh, fermentation process is going to be, whether that be within a wrapped bale or within the rumen of the animal. So if we have a really super good quality uh, ryegrass, for example, uh, say we harvested that it has super high sugar content, um, we really don't need to reduce that length of cut because we're going to have good fermentation possibility uh, because of that high sugar content. The microbes are going to have the ability to ferment that and convert those available sugars into acids really, really well. Um, but good rule of thumb is the poorer the quality um, or the drier the material, um, the, the smaller, the length of cut. So that might be whenever we think about engaging, um, those nine knives, um, in a, in a poorer quality crop. Very good information. So, 
um, that's another thing to you know try to keep in mind is maybe you want to be out there cutting your hay and everybody, nobody likes doing it cutting it in the rain but you know to capture more nutrients that's that's more of a possibility nowadays when you can bail it wetter right sure absolutely so you've been involved with you've done worked on and been involved with a study uh silage between the united states and france because uh you know in some parts of the countries the the climate is this similar mm -hmm. uh, the crop types are going to be similar as well so can you talk to us about some of the findings that you have from that Yep. So uh, previous research has shown um, that we want to wrap our bales within 24 hours after baling. We know that that's really going to optimize um, forage quality. According to this previous research that was done by Dr. Dan Undersander um, in Wisconsin. And one of those things is going to be making sure that that internal temperature does not exceed the 120 degree Fahrenheit mark. What we thought would be interesting to see, since we have our ProTech wrapper baler combo, um, and we're actually wrapping that bale right there as soon as it comes out of the chamber of the baler, how much of an improvement are we getting in terms of animal nutrition, in terms of uh, forage quality by wrapping that bale as soon as it comes out of the chamber before it even hits the ground um, versus waiting until that 24 hour uh, time, time period or that 24 hour mark after baling. So what we looked at um, in Southeast Pennsylvania, and then we duplicated the study in Beauvais, France. So we're still getting a little bit of that um, ideal silage uh, weather where we may not have perfect dry down conditions for dry hay. So we really have good conditions for uh, the potential for, for good baleage or for good round bale silage. And so we looked at waiting or, or, or rather wrapping at the zero hour mark, which is the bale as soon as it comes out of the chamber as the ProTech was intended to be used. Um, and then we waited two hours, four hours, eight hours, 24 hours. And in France, they even went and did a 48 hour treatment where they waited two full days after that bale was baled before they wrapped it. And so we wrapped that bale two hours after it was baled, four hours, eight hours, 24, and then in France, 48 hours. And what we really found was a strong division in the four hour time mark between the four hour and the eight hour in France and between the eight hour and 24 hour here in North America. So essentially, if we're just taking the shorter of those two, and we're talking about a sharp reduction in forage quality between the four hour and the eight hour mark, what that's telling you is you have four hours to get that bale off of the field to the storage location, wrapped and sitting there after baling. If we're talking about labor and, and, and time management, that's a lot of work to do within a four hour time period. If we're talking about baling, uh, moving bales, hauling those bales to the storage location. And then if we're using a standalone individual wrapper, not an inline wrapper, but a standalone wrapper, that can be anywhere from two and a half to three minutes per bale if we're getting the optimal amount of wraps on it. 
And so just by using this ProTech, we're ensuring that we're getting that oxygen excluded as quickly as possible and we're optimizing those available nutrients. We saw an increase in digestibility at that zero hour mark. Um, we saw an increase in available crude protein, which is showing that that bale did not have the opportunity to heat up to reduce the overall available proteins like it did at those later time periods. And of course, we have a, a one-man operation with the ProTech. We can get that forage bailed up, we can get it wrapped, and we can drop it right there in the field, and then maybe have someone else come and pull it off to the side of the field. But it really, really cuts down on labor costs, um, and it, it cuts down on the anxiety of getting the bale hauled off and wrapped and uh, trying to get it within that four-hour time period, for sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm going to take that even another step further um, because, you know, we do offer individual wrappers and that kind of thing, but you've got to go mm -hmm. grab the crop and bring it over. And we can't always do that in, the, in four hours, right? Unless you've got somebody just following around behind you, and that makes a multi-person operation at that point, Yep. multi-tractor operation and stuff. If you um, have a small enough field, let's just assume you're not driving half a mile on your uh, on your rows and everything, you can use the uh, ProTech baler almost as a accumulator. So what you do is make your first belt and move up to the wrapper, wrap, wrap it as you're making your second bell, and hopefully you're at your headlands at that point where you can dump, you can manually control the, the dump operation, dump that first bell, put the second one in, sit there and wait the, you know, 38, 45 seconds while that one wraps, you dump that one. So you've got two bells on your headlands, go the other way and you drop the other ones on the headlands too. So if you can work out your field operations, you can use it like an accumulator and therefore you don't have to maybe get it off immediately. So you're not, you know, uh, retarding the regrowth of uh, your other crop, but uh, you don't have to have another person with you at that particular moment to get it out of the field. So that's a, that's another good way of looking at it. And, uh, there's a thousand other uh, possibilities here. You're looking at fuel savings. Granted, you have to have a bigger tractor to run a ProTech baler versus a, a normal silage baler, but you're not running two tractors, a tractor to wrap and a tractor to, to or even if you have an inline wrapper, it still has an engine on it that's going to have to run right there as well. So you've got fuel yeah. there, um, uh, quality of life, wear and tear on the machines and that kind of thing. Also, look at the agronomic benefits of, of what I just mentioned, dropping it at the headlands. You're not having to run back across and increase the compaction of your field and so forth. So there's another, another thing, of course, to, to think about there, the labor savings and everything else. Well, I think uh, I think that is it for silage bailing today, unless you had any more stuff to talk about today, Jessica. No, no, I think that we covered it. Um, yeah, but I just think that it's important to, uh, to reiterate, you know, you mentioned at the very beginning of this episode, the sticker shock. But whenever you really take into account, um, you know, it's it's hard in today's day and age uh, to justify extra fuel. Um, and sometimes it can be difficult to get a few extra people out in that field to haul bales around, um, to have somebody standing at the wrapper, wrapping bales. So whenever you take into account all of these benefits that we just outlined, um, the ProTech is really, really a, an excellent answer for an operation 
that um, could be struggling with finding labor or with with just finding sufficient time. Uh, time is a very, very valuable resource for us. And um, this ProTech Baylor uh, really, really helps with that time management and just an improvement in overall quality of life for our farmers. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us today for the second part of our series on round balers. If you missed the last episode, be sure to go back and check that out. Next episode, we're going to be talking about raking hay. That will include rake types, timing of raking, and all that good stuff. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Mm -hmm.